Hi everybody, the George Wilder Hi everybody, the George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. Finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. 
All right, welcome to the George Wilder Junior Show on Block Talk Radio, broadcasting. All right. Broadcasting straight up out of Chicago, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. We are live. We're not a podcast. We're not. Re- uh, this is not a recording as of yet. <laughs> but uh, I, I love podcasts. I love the fact that uh, the, once the show's over, it can be processed, and you can download it. You can come to the website and you can listen to the show as many times as you want it, over and over and over again. And that's that's the joy of the internet that I love. You can. When you're listening to radio, whether it's my show or someone else's show, uh, it's always there. I, I've had people come on the show and they put my put put the show on YouTube or on their website, uh, where um, their friends, their family, uh, you know, customers or whatever patrons come to their websites, uh, blogs, and, and listen to them on my show on their websites or blogs, and that's a great thing, you know. I mean. Uh, the other day I uh, Googled myself. I said, well, let me see what they're saying about me. You know, so I Googled myself. And sometimes the things that come up is pretty surprising, you know, but, uh, you know, but I, I, it, it's, it's, it's weird when you're reading something about yourself that somebody else has, has have written about you. You know, it's weird. It's strange. You what the hell did he say or what the hell did she say about me? You know, you <laughs> that's not true. Um, I Google myself once in a while. I'm pretty sure other people Google me, uh, especially those who um, who have been accepted and booked to be on the show. They, they'll Google me to find out if I'm legit or not, but that's okay. But it, uh, I think last week I YouTubed myself and I found out that I was on YouTube without even knowing that I was there. Uh, there are some things I've done years ago, but I gotta I gotta take that stuff down. But there's stuff that people, other people, put on YouTube about me, about the show actually, not about me. It's a show. A lot of guests come on the show and and they uh, get a link to the show that they were on that they were doing uh, on my show, and they take it and put it on YouTube. So you know. It's, there are some episodes of the George Wilder Jr. show on YouTube pertaining on what guest was on the show during that time. And I find that interesting. And, you know, so <laughs> I'm all over the place, folks. So you can, I'm on Facebook too. I'm on um, all over the place. You have no problem getting in touch with me. Uh, if you would like to be on the show, that's fine. If not, then you can just sit back and take a listen. Three four seven eight five seven one seven six two. But you know, I mean, you can sit back and relax and everything. Because um, I used to, as in my in my younger days, you know, not too long ago, <laughs> uh, I used to listen to talk shows too. I I listened to all kind of talk shows. I listened to Tom Hartman. I've listened to Ed Schultz. I've listened to Rachel Maddow when she was uh, on the radio, and I listened to Randy. Uh, I can't think of her name. Randy. Randy Rhodes, right, Randy Rhodes. I listened to her. And these were all uh, liberal talk show hosts. And uh, I got my chops. Um, I learned a lot by listening to these folks. But you know what? All of these shows I've listened to, all of the talk shows that I used to listen to before I started this one, I never called in. I, I, I used to listen to other people who called into those type of shows. But I never called in. You know, they were always giving their number out three four seven eight five seven one seven six two. I would just listen. 
I was just a listener. I wasn't a, someone who just called in. And it's a lot of people out there like that. I think the only time I called into a show was when they were saying, well, if you can answer this question right, you'll get $500,000. I think I, I think I said I said to myself, I've got, got to make that call. And But, you know, that kind of thing, you call in, but they'll always say, well, the uh, – the seventh caller, if you're the seventh caller into the show, you will win $500,000. I mean, how in the hell do you know if you're going to be the seventh caller or the sixth caller? It's just a guess. It's it, it just, you know, a way of saying, well, you know, it's just a way of making it harder for you to, you to win, you know. But I've never called into a talk show, and I have to say that. I, but I've listened to quite a few, and I've enjoyed quite a few that I've listened to especially Tom Hartman and, and my man, Ed Schultz. I, I enjoyed their shows, and they had a lot of people calling in to their shows. I mean, their phones were off the hook. They had screeners. They had producers. So they had they had their thing together, and I, I just admired it. And, uh, uh, and there are a, a, a whole hell of a lot of radio listeners, talk show radio listeners, that do not call in. I mean, they just sit back and they listen. And that's great. That's wonderful because each and every one of us, we have a rating system. We know how many people are listening and how many people are not listening. But that number is always screwed, uh, screw it, if I can say it, mucked up. Because uh, you, may, you may be a radio host and there may be, there may be one caller calling into the, to your show but you never know how many people are in the background that are listening to the show uh, of that one caller in that one particular household. So just because of, just just because this particular person is calling in doesn't mean they don't have their family listening or their friends listening. So it, it, it's the numbers, the statistics are always a little messed up, you know, because here at Block Talk Radio, uh, it it's always registering. If I get you know, let's say a a hundred people uh, call into the show, then that would be a hundred people that that call into the show. But that doesn't mean that 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 it's just a hundred people listening to the show. It could be a thousand or two thousand people who are not counted. You know, I mean, because if Grandma is sitting on over in the corner and and her daughter is on the phone on the show. And the grandkids are listening to mommy on the show. You know, uh, the rating system, they don't count those people. They just count that one individual people, that that person that might be listening to the show, uh, disregarding that there may be other people, you know, in the room or wherever where the show is being broadcast uh, around the radio, listening to their mother being interviewed on the George Wilder Jr. show because because she has a new book out. If if anybody can understand that. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, the George Wilder Jr. Okay. It says up here on my, um, um, I call it my marquee. It's actually a studio here. Uh, saying that motivational speaker Kim Campbell will be on the show. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see if that happens, you know, because sometimes, you know, people um, call off just like you. <laughs> Just like you, you got a job and you want to take off one day, you know, it happens. It happens. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. All right. What is it? What's going on in the world? 
as if I didn't know, right? As if we didn't know. But um, I guess the 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 one of the things I want to talk about, and I did cover this yesterday on on the show, the California fires, and my understanding, it's getting a lot worse. Um, the California fires, from my perspective, uh, from the reporting that I'm hearing, it's getting a lot worse, and it's just heartbreaking to see to watch the videos on television and see a wasteland where uh, expensive uh, homes used to be. And it's heartbreaking to see um, the occupants of that home, the owners of that home, come back to where their homes used to be, standing right there in the middle ground of where their home used to be, flattened by those fires. And I'm hearing uh, three over 3,000 homes have been destroyed along with businesses. And uh, it, it's devastating. And I believe they're now calling this uh, one of the worst fires in California's history. Or oh, they can say it in the history of the United States. It's, it's bad. And um, my heart goes out to all those folks who lost their beautiful homes. I really do. And I try to uh, tell people that um, these fires, these national, nas- uh, natural disasters, if I can say natural, these fires and natural disasters, they have no uh, preference to if you're black, white, rich, poor, brown, yellow, you know, they have no pr- preference. They come along, they're going to destroy your home, whether you're rich or poor. You know, so um, to be homeless is devastating. I mean, it, it, I, I know the feeling. I was there myself. I know the feeling of what it's like to be, to have nowhere to go. I know the feeling. Uh, sometimes you don't want to go stay with relatives, sometimes you, but sometimes you may have to. But um, they may get sick, sick and tired of you and kick you out, and then you, 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 uh, you're on your own, but um, uh, it's devastating. Some of these people have are homeless for the very first time in their lives. Whether even if they're going to stay with re- relatives or friends, they're still statistically homeless. And two, two or three thousand homes devastating and uh, destroyed. Um, and I'm hearing that the fire is just uh, intensifying. It's getting worse. Wow, this is, I mean, I've, I have um, called it California burning, and that's what it is. And, I'm, you know, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the uh, firefighters have, uh, 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 they don't have it under control. I, last time I heard it, they said it was 25% under control. It might be a little bit more or less than that now. I have no clue, but I do know that... Uh, the damage has been done. It has been done. And uh, what what I do admire about Americans, we are always out there helping each other. We don't need no political BS. We we are out there helping one another. It's all about Americans helping one another. And if you're listening to this show at the sound of my voice, you got to find a way to help people. People are looking for help. 
I mean, these are people who have probably never asked for anything in their whole lives. But their homes are gone. And these people, they're very, very, I've seen some people in, in California around where these fires are. I mean, these people are crying like hell. I mean, they are crying real tears. And, and I don't blame them. I mean, the, the emotion is strong when you lose everything that you worked for. You lost your home. And a lot of these folks, they did, did not have fire insurance. Just like some of the folks in, um, some of the people in Texas, they didn't have flood insurance. So if you don't have these, this kind of, uh, those kinds of insurances, you're just lost. Your stuff is gone. You have to regroup and start over again. And I have said this four or five times on each show that I've done previously. Um, yeah, it's emotional. It's a bad thing. It's emotional, but we have to keep our, keep our heads about ourselves because we have to regroup and um, start to rebuild, start over. You know, you lost your home, start over again. I know, I know some people are saying, well, I'm in my 70s and, and 80s, and it's too late for me to start over again. It's never too late. All you got to do is pull yourself together, you know, and uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You lost everything. You have to, uh, it's good to have a good support system. You got to have people who support you. I mean, if you have people who support you and there's people around to help you, you have no problem rebuilding and uh, redoing it. You may have lost your homes, but you haven't lost your talent. You haven't lost your skills. You haven't lost your ability to, to get things done. You still have your job. Um, you have your family. You have people around you that's going to help you, pu pull you through this. So, you know, you can only say to yourself, I'm going to get through this. We're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild even a lot better than it was before the fire, even before the fire took our homes. You just have to do that. I know it's easier said than done, but what else can you do? What else can you do? All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at 6, 6, 18 p.m. Chicago time. It's a beautiful time in the city of Chicago. The Cubs are going to play again tonight around 7 o'clock, 7.15. Uh, but this time, if they don't win, they get shut out, then they're gone. And, uh, and the Washington Nationals will go to the next round of the playoffs. But we're hoping that the Chicago Cubs do it. And it's great to have the Chicago Cubs in the same position as they were last last year through 2016, um, maybe even possibly going back to the World Series. So, and, and it's a great thing for Chicago, I think, uh, for and, and for people around America and around the world to look at Chicago, not just as a uh, city where shootings occur daily and, you know, some people calling Chicago the number, the murder capital of the world of the of America, and that's not true. I mean, we have, yeah, we have our thugs and criminals, and and you know, criminals and more criminals, <laughs> but we're not the murder capital of the world. And uh, it's great to have a, a a couple of sports teams, which I which I think we do have some good ones, at least in the Blackhawks, Chicago Blackhawks, the hockey team, and the Chicago Cubs. And uh, they are putting a shining bright light on the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. So that's a good thing. 
All righty. Okay, Trump threatens to yank FEMA responders from hurricane-ravaged Puerto Rico. This guy is just, he doesn't have a, an empathy, a caring or helping bone in his wrinkled body. He just don't give a damn. This man, and he he signed some sort of executive authority today. Whatever this guy signs, um, believe me, it's designed to wreck America. And he's he's not going to sign anything that doesn't uh, wreck America, you know, because he is a wrecking ball when it comes to America. And... Um, Every every time they sh if you if you notice every time they show a face of Donald Trump he's he always looked mean and evil. <laughs> I heard somewhere down the line that it was being reported that uh, Donald Trump said that he hated everybody in the White House. Okay, and he uh, but there is no doubt about it he doesn't like the media. God damn it, he can't stand the media. And all they do is report the truth on him. All, all, all they do basically is tell the truth. And he doesn't like that, boy, because the truth makes him look bad. But if it's the truth, and it's, but there is no bigger fake news than this fake president, because there's no doubt about it. Russia helped this guy. Uh, win the election, and a lot of us are saying that maybe once this once this investigation is through, and I'm hearing it could take years and years and years. Um, I don't know uh, that Donald Trump should probably be in chains or something, but uh, if the investigation takes years and years and years and years, uh, but I can tell you this: the elections are not going to take that long. And uh, if you're feeling bad about Donald Trump, we all are. If you think he's the worst ever, he is. But we have to keep our senses about ourselves. We have to um, stay positive because the elections are coming up. And all we got to do is change parties in Congress. If we can change the parties in Congress, there's a chance that Donald Trump will be impeached. The These uh, Republicans, they're... Uh, in Congress right now, they're just aiding and abetting him. You know, they are part of the problem. Mike Pence, they're part of the problem. Maybe we should start impeaching and keep impeaching until we impeach all of them. And we have the power to impeach the American people. We can impeach them by our vote, throwing them out with our vote. So I know it seems like a million years away, uh, November 2018, November 6, 2018, seems like a million years away because Donald Trump is doing damage to America every single day. But we just got to hang in there because he is not going to be impeached. He, uh, they're not going to get rid of him. There's numerous reasons and they all spell money. So we just have to uh, hang in there and keep our wits about ourselves. We know he's destroying the country. We know he's ridiculous. And even the people in his own party knows that. The Democrats knows that. The D, the independents know. Everybody knows it. And and he knows that everybody wants him out. He knows it. He knows. It. I don't. I don't know how this man could govern. 
I don't know how he can get anything done, but he has a pen and he uses it. He uses it to write law, he, that executive order. Executive orders, um, pre- president has a lot of, do as many executive orders as they want to, from my understanding. But executive orders are just, you know, you can just sign, like Donald Trump does. You just sign something that says this is what it is. And then the next president goes go in after this guy is out and just erase everything he's done and put everything back the way it was again before Donald Trump was elected. We just have to hang in there and just start voting. That's it. That's it. You don't Donald you you shouldn't let Donald Trump make your health <laughs> make your health worse than what it is. You you got people around here, oh my god, Donald Trump making me sick. I got an ulcer. Don't let Donald Trump make you sick. Don't let these Republicans this is what they want. That they want you to get sick and die. That's why they they're Donald Trump is trying so hard to sabotage Obamacare. Since they couldn't repeal it, he's going to try and sabotage it. And who says he can't? You know, and the Republicans, they, they're they probably going to let him. They can stop him, but they just don't want to do that. Why? Because it's money. Somebody somewhere lining their pockets, uh, donating to their causes and donating to their campaigns, and they're being told what to do. They're bought and paid for it. They're probably more likely they're bought and paid for by Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. You know, a lot of these people, they don't vote against him because he's putting money into their pockets, lining their pockets. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. You have been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Um, it is 625 straight up. We will be right back. Let's see if we can't do this. Bob Cotton. Okay, he's on the show, okay? All right, we'll be right back.
All right, uh, Rich, uh, we're talking about the, the uh, if I can get, well, easy for me to say, right? We're talking about the Santa Rosa, California, the fires. Uh, three days after the catastrophe of the, of the wildfires first began scorching the Northern California wine country. Okay, Napa Valley, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, they make wine, you know. I remember my grandmother, she... Um, she was a wine drinker. She did Morgan David wine. She used to have it. <laughs> she used to have it at the dinner table. And I remember uh, we were sitting around the, win- uh, uh, the dinner table one day. And uh, I guess we were eating. I can't recall what we were eating. Uh, anyway, she, she had her Morgan David wine right there beside her dinner. You know, we didn't have any wine, you know. Um uh, yeah, she uh, she she uh, she loved Morgan David wine. I don't know if she got it from the California wine country or not, but uh, but I saw wine here, so I decided to say, hey, wow, my grandmother Mary Collins, um, she was a wine drinker, but but Morgan David wine, it was a dinner wine, right? I mean, she she wasn't a wine head or a wine or anything. She she just drank it, uh, you know, sophisticatedly, you know. Rest in peace. Anyway, the authorities say that the conditions are likely to deteriorate still further. As I've just got through saying, yeah, it's getting a lot worse. The fires are a lot worse. And there is no doubt about it. California is burning tonight. It's been burning for three or four days now. And it's actually getting worse. This is this is what the authorities are saying in California. They're saying the winds have picked up. And we and they have more evacuations. I mean, people got to leave their homes and uh, leaving their homes since late uh, Sunday evening. Wildfires and neighboring counties have spread rapidly, killing at least 23 people, injuring more than 100 and leaving hundreds missing. Wow. Worsening wind conditions on worsening wind conditions on Wednesday, which is uh, yesterday, caused flames to spread further, leading authorities to issue more evacuations order and warn that some of the smaller fires might merge into one big large fire. But uh, the fires are worsening and they're asking more people to evacuate. Uh, more homes are on top of the two or 3,000 that have that have already been destroyed. More homes are in harm's way in the fire, in the path of the fire. And this is just, wow. One of the hardest hit areas was the neighboring county, uh, the neighbor, the neighborhood of Coffee Park in Santa Rosa, a suburb, a suburban area with a diverse mix of people. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. As I've said before, a fire don't care what, who you are, what you are, what color you are, what your income. Fire, you're just going to have to get out of the way of that fire. They don't care. You know, it's, it's not about that. And it's a shame that we have, oh, excuse me. It's a shame that we have a government that hardly, you know, pay any kind of attention to some of these devastating wildfires. We have Trump talking about uh, 
Puerto Rico is messing with the uh, economy or something to that effect. This man is crazy. I mean, we need a president. We need a leader because we have no leadership in the White House, none whatsoever. And a lot of people are thinking that maybe a, a Martin Luther King will emerge in all of this. Forget it. <laughs> no way, no how. These people are too afraid, too, they are too, too afraid, too cowardly to try to uh, do anything like that. I mean, that was then, but this is now. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. I feel good, folks. I mean, I, I feel good. It, this is, this is uh, Thursday. We're going to be off for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Got writing to do and got some errands to run. Got to be around the family for a little while because, you know, sometimes even when you're on the radio and doing the job I'm doing, it takes you away from other people that you love and that you should be around. <laughs> but I love doing the show, and I will always do the show as long as uh, – uh, things work out. You know, I'm, I'm just going to put it at that. Say things work out. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Let's do this. When I first saw the tweet this morning, I was frankly disgusted. I thought to myself, this dude has got such a fixation with women and blood. What is wrong with him? And then you remember that this dude, this disgusting dude, is the president of the United States. And you realize just how much he is diminishing the presidency of the United States. You realize that what he is doing is not just acting for Donald Trump. He's acting for all of us. He's acting for our president. And he is embarrassing. He is shameful. He is disgusting. And I'll say this about Republicans. I'm really tired of hearing words like disappointed, like disturbed, like I'm bothered, like I wish he wouldn't do it. It's time that somebody looks at the camera and looks at him and calls him up and says, listen, you crazy lunatic 70-year-old man, baby. Stop it. You are now the president of the United States, the commander-in-chief, and you need to stop acting like a mean girl because we just won't take it. We won't vote with you. We won't work with you. I can't, I can't start talking about tax reform. I can't st start talking about health care reform because I can't get past the fact that we have a president who lacks the sufficient character. We have a president who is mean. We have a president who is nasty. We have a president who is immature, unstable, and just acts like a crazy person with anybody who attacks him because he's got thin skin and he is never going to pivot. And anybody around him, whether it's his daughter, his chief of staff, his wife, who I remind you had said her signature issue was going to be fighting against online bullying or any Republican on the Hill, stop enabling him. Confront this and confront this hard or it will never stop and it will embarrass all of us. It will take the presidency low, low, low. Join us now, the ranking member of the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform, Democratic Congressman Elijah Cummings of Maryland. Congressman Cummings, always good to see you, sir. I uh, want to talk about good your to be here. committee's investigation in just a moment, but interested in your impressions of what we've seen over the last couple of days. We have the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Corker, coming out and alerting effectively the country that Donald Trump's loose rhetoric could lead us into World War III and saying that many of the senators that he serves with say the same things he's saying publicly behind closed doors. I'm curious, what do you hear from your Republican colleagues in the House when they talk about Donald Trump, maybe some of the things that they won't say in public? I hear the same things that Senator Corker said. And I have been asking them, why don't they uh, say these things in public? I think many of them are concerned about uh, being the victim of a tweet 
Other ones are worried about having somebody run against them from the right. And there are others who uh, basically say uh, boys will be boys. But uh, as one of my constituents said to me this morning, uh, she believes that President Trump is playing Russian roulette with her destiny. And so what are their concerns when they speak to you specifically? What do they worry about with President Trump? They worry about, uh, the thing I hear the most is about a war with North Korea. They believe that someone like the president of North Korea and with our president uh, going back and forth, that one moment could cause war. And that war would be quite destructive. They also worry that the business of the American people is not being done. In other words, the people who are laying right now in the hospital trying to figure out how they're going to pay their bills. They're wondering what's going to happen to themselves. They're wondering about, uh, they look at things like folks flying all around the country, cabinet members flying all around the country uh, at, on their tax hours and trying to figure out well, whatever happened to them. In other words, they're spending so much time living these lavish lives that they've forgotten about why we're here. And I think basically well, people, let me, there are a lot let of, me wait, ask wait, you about that for a second, finish, me, Congressman. Yeah, yeah, yeah let me just say one thing, Joe. There are a lot of people who are afraid. I want you, I, hold on. Uh, we've got a delay. I want you to go into the last thing, but, but you just talk, touched on something that I think is very important. I can't mm -hmm. even begin to imagine if Bill Clinton's cabinet flew around the country on private jets and military jets for bizarre reasons like this. I mean, you've got the Treasury Secretary that goes with his newlywed wife. They go stand on the, 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 the top of, you know, pile of gold at Fort Knox to see a total eclipse of the sun. You've got a vice president who, who does a, a, what, what may end up being a $500,000 PR stunt. They actually tell the press, hey, sit tight. He's going to be right back down. He, use, he uses the Secret Service, government planes, flies from Las Vegas. To Indianapolis, back out to LA for another fundraiser. You've got the Interior Secretary, you've got the EPA, head of the EPA, you've got all of these people living like rock stars on taxpayers' yeah, dollars. Yeah. I can't even imagine right. how, what Republicans would say if Barack Obama or Bill Clinton's people did that. Let me be clear, uh, Joe. The Republicans in our Congress and the Senate are aiders and abettors to Donald Trump. He couldn't do all the things that he does and his cabinet do the things that they do unless the uh, folk in the Congress just kind of sat back and said there will be no accountability. And that's basically what is happening right now. When Donald Trump made that uh, comment about being able to walk down the street and shoot somebody and people would still be for him, you know, when he said it, I didn't believe it. But now I do. Yeah. Because there's no accountability. Really? Uh, so let me yeah, ask well, guys, let, let me get into some of this. You, we touched on the, the air travel, and I know you've requested uh, proof that Tom Price has, in fact, reimbursed the former Health and Human Services Secretary, has reimbursed uh, the government and taxpayers for all those flights he took. What have you found as you've requested those documents? Did Tom Price, in fact, reimburse the total that he uh, laid on taxpayers to fly around the country? We have documents that are due today, so I can't even tell you we haven't gotten all the documents in yet but according to press reports apparently he paid the 50 paid fifty two thousand dollars but come on now i mean the guy's been flying around uh at the expense of the american people from 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 washington to philadelphia 
when he could have taken uh, the Amtrak train and gotten there probably faster? Mm. Come on now. There's something wrong with this picture. And, some, and at some point, the American people and the Congress, through their Congress people, have to speak up and fight against this. Uh, because basically we are, like I said, we're in a culture now of unaccountability. Uh, There's no accountability whatsoever. And I think the president knows this. But, but the more important thing is that while all of that is happening, the people's business is not being done. They rushed away from the Affordable Care Act straight to try to get the, to do this tax cut deal. Uh, and, and, and so, and, and then they complain that the Affordable Care Act is not working while the president does everything in his power to undercut it. Give me a break. Congress we are better than that. Congressman Elise Jordan here. On a separate pressing and very disconcerting issue, you have called for oversight of some of the White House staffers who have used private email for government work. What's happening with that? Well, as you know, uh, we had, uh, Chairman Gowdy and I, had sent a letter to Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner a few weeks ago and said, look, uh, we now hear from press reports that you uh, have been using private emails. Uh, we ask you to preserve them. Do not relocate them. And, and, and within 24 to 48 hours of our notice to them, they then relocate them to the Trump organization that is run by Ivanka's brothers. There's something wrong with this. So in other words, what they did was take uh, their personal, these email accounts that we wanted to look at and transfer them to an organization that they say, they said that they had broken ties with because of conflicts of interest. And basically I'm asking them, what do you have to hide? Um, and we will continue to, 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 to pursue this uh, it concerns me. We want to know wh whether those documents were classified, uh, what was done, what, how is the Trump uh, organization protecting uh, those documents. Uh, and so, again, Joe, going back to what you were talking about, let me tell you something. If Democrats did, want, did this and uh, Republicans would go crazy, they would be all over it. We would be spending millions and millions of dollars. But they are absolutely silent. That's, you, you hear nothing but silence. So when Corker said what he said, I understood it. I mean, but, but this is what I knew all the time. But one of the things that I tell yeah. my constituents, let me say this, is that while uh, President Trump is playing hocus pocus, we've got to make sure we keep our eyes on what we are fighting for. And that is fighting for our destiny and our democracy. All right. Thank you so much, Elijah. As always, we always greatly appreciate you being here. Elijah Cummings and Willie, you. I, you know, I, I sat on the Government Reform and Oversight Committee, and I can tell you that Republicans were shocked and stunned and deeply saddened by wasting tax dollars in uh, far less egregious ways than how Trump's cabinet uh, is wasting it. It's, 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 it's really unbelievable that these are the people that said they were going to drain the swamp. And I have never, in a quarter century of following politics, being in politics, reporting on politics, I've never seen a cabinet is out of control and is entitled to waste tax dollars on travel 
as this cabinet. It's just, uh, it's unprecedented. And across the board, self-described fiscal conservatives, not a lot conservative about some of those trips. Thanks for <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Trump, Donald Trump sparks new backlash after threatening Puerto Rico's aid. Yeah, this guy has threatened to take away their aid. Uh, we can't support you forever. We can't give you this forever. This guy is nuts. He's the president of the United States. He's made enemies all over the place. You know, they're not going to come out and say it, but, you know, he's made enemies everywhere. Uh, not just the American people, but in Congress too, you know, all over the place. But he just don't give a damn. He's just going to be the asshole that he is and, and, and like it. And people, his people, his ass kisses are going to constantly run out, uh, get on the radio shows and the television shows and try to defend this, this piece of, uh, you know what, um, Reports of desperation are piling up, including from several government officials. The Environmental Protection Agency on Wednesday warned Puerto Rico residents against breaking into industrial waste sites in search of drinking water. These people are nuts. Trump doesn't give a damn about people dying. He doesn't care if, you know, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He, in, in his mouth. He doesn't know anything about uh, uh, working your way up from nothing. He, his father gave him a million bucks, and all he did was invested uh, or cheated people out of out of their investment. Um, you know, uh, cheated his way to the top. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He doesn't know anything about uh, the average person, the average middle class. Uh, person he doesn't or anybody you know it just the president said fema and the military can't be can't uh can't be kept forever in in um puerto rico which is a u.s territory man this guy he should be ran out of the white house on a rail he really should he really should. I don't know. We cannot wait until this investigation is over. This guy needs to go now because, you know, as I earlier mentioned, the, the investigation from what I'm hearing could take years and years and years. You know, he needs to go now. And then 
Mike Pence also needs to go. <laughs> I mean, Paul Ryan, they all need to get out of there. And they all should be in handcuffs. They should not be allowed to go back to their homes or uh, resorts or patios or wherever they're going to go. They should go straight to jail, all three of them, everybody in Congress, because they're, they're all crooks. They're all racist. They're all white supremacists or white nationalists. They support these people. These, these kind of folks support them. You know, they, these people are not American. They are not America. Trump is not America. He just, this Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump lied and conned his way into, into the presidency and cheated. He had Russia's help in cheating him. Even if I don't, a lot of people are afraid that Robert Mueller, the special prosecutor that's handling the, the investigations into Donald Trump, into Russia's meddling into the 2016 election, a lot of folks feel that, um, Mueller is not going to find enough or have enough on Donald Trump to impeach him. That's, you know, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. We, we're all waiting to see what the investigations entail. Robert Mueller and his uh, a band of uh, federal agents, uh, they all know this, that we are the American people. We are the American people. We are waiting to see what's going to transpire. It shouldn't take so long. The longer it takes, the more this guy is going to destroy America. And, and when you think about it, the Republicans, the Republicans in Congress, House of Representatives and the Senate, you know, they're aiding and abetting Trump. They are, you know, every time we are, the American people, every time we are focused on something Trump has said, Trump pulls stuff out of his butt and say it. There's no doubt about that. Because a lot of things he say, he cannot get it done. It will not happen. But the fact that he said it is just immoral. But Donald Trump and the Republicans in Congress, they are working together. Donald Trump is distracting us by saying something ridiculous. And while everybody in the, in the United States and the world is focusing on what he has said and what he wants to do and all this stuff, we're focusing on that. When we're, however, we, we, when we're focusing on something that Donald Trump has said or done, we've been, we are being distracted. We are being distracted because Congress, Congress is pushing through legislation uh, where we are fixed, transfixed on Donald Trump and his stupidness. They are uh, uh, pushing legislation through Congress that's going to hurt America. So these guys are working together. They know what they're doing. Uh, Congress is saying, Trump, you... You, uh, what, what was my thought? Trump, you distract the American people while we push through this legislation over here so we can get this done. Because if they know we're doing this, they will be calling and coming down to the, to the uh, Capitol building and obstructing. That's what it is, folks. These, the Congress and the president, they're working together. Donald Trump distracts. They push through legislation, uh, thinking that we are so dis distracted on Trump that we're not paying attention to what's going on in Congress. This is how they're getting us. This, and they think we're too dumb to know that. 
So whenever we're transfixed on something Donald Trump is doing or has done or is saying or hasn't done, they are pushing stuff through Congress uh, under our noses. This is what it's all about. This is why they will not impeach him because they are all working together. They are all crooks. They are all corrupt. They're all pathetic. And we have to get their asses out of there. We are the American people. There's 327 million of us in the United States. Why are we letting a few rogue-ass Republicans in Congress take away our happiness because they're just evil, evil, vile, vicious, and mean? It doesn't make sense. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is 653, uh, 6.53 p.m. straight up Chicago time. I hope it's wherever you are. I hope you're having a great time. I hope you <laughs> I really hope that you're feeling positive, even though I know even though I know that you know that there's a lot of things that's going on in the world that, that are totally ridiculous. But we are still here at the George Wilder Jr. Show trying our best to help to make the world a better place. Uh, but uh, first of all, in order to do that, we have to get, we have to clean house. We got to get these people out of the presidency. We got to get them out of the White House, the Oval Office. These Donald Trump and his thugs have trashed the Oval Office and they don't give a damn. You know, and we've got people in Congress, uh, Republicans in Congress who are thugs, who are criminals, white supremacists, racists, you name it. And it just pisses me off sometimes when you have uh, Democrats in Congress. They they act as if they're afraid to say what they really think about Donald Trump. I mean, there's so many reporters and there's people all over the United States saying what they really think about Donald Trump. You can't get one Democrat to say what they really think about Donald Trump. You've got more Republicans. Uh, uh taking Donald Trump's ass to the fire than Democrats, you know? So, uh, but I want you to get this. I am not a Republican, nor am I a Democrat. I'm an independent. I mean, I just can't, both sides sometimes make me want to vomit, you know? So <laughs> I'm, I'm an independent. I look at both sides and I criticize it where I see it. And Donald Trump is a danger to America. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to probably to his family. This man is just POS. And there's no other way to say it. This guy is pathetic. And we want to, and it's, it is up to the American people to take this country back. We cannot depend on these corrupt criminals in Congress. They're not going to do it. They're going to try to uh, undermine us, undercut the American people. That's what they're doing. And they're using Donald Trump to do it. And Donald Trump knows this. Donald Trump, um, he just can't seem to realize or he will not believe or he will not take or understand the fact that he's, he is a public servant. He is a public servant. And remember back in January 2017, Donald Trump took the oath of office. He put his damn hand on the Bible and swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Well, he has broken it in every fashion. 
he 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 raised his right hand, I guess, and and put his other hand on the Bible and and said he would uphold the United States. He took an oath to uphold the United States. He didn't take an oath to destroy the country. He took an oath. And yet he's trying to get, he, right now he wants to get rid of free speech. He, he doesn't want you to be able to say or write what you want. He wants to dictate what you write, what you say. He wants to take away your right. And when he made an oath, took an oath not to do that. Well, we all know Donald Trump is the biggest liar that ever walked down Main Street. We know that. He lies every day. He says something different every day. He pulls it right up out of his ass every day to distract us, to distract us. That's all it is. It's play distract. And he's using the Republicans in Congress to do it. Donald Trump distracts us. They try to sneak uh, some kind of devastating uh, legislation through Congress while we're we're focusing on the stupidity of Donald Trump. Wow. But remember, we all, we just have a few months to go. You know, uh, well, actually a year. Okay, it, it's tough. It's tough. But keep your senses about you. Keep your health. Keep, uh, stay healthy. Keep your health. Uh, stay up. Stay positive. Stay energetic, stay motivated, stay driven, and we can vote these assholes out next year because there's going to be a lot of elections coming up, you know, leading up to um, the midterms of uh, November 6, 2017. So we have to keep our senses about us. Yeah, Donald Trump is screwing up. He's effing up. Yeah, the uh, Congress is effing up. But we're the re- we are the American people. We are actually the leaders. If when Congress doesn't lead, the president doesn't lead, then it's up to the American people to do the leading. You can't sit back and say, hey, wow, wishing for a savior or the Messiah or wishing for another Martin Luther King. We have to take everything in for ourselves. We have to be our own leaders. We have to stand up and do it. The American people, we have to uh, take this country back from rogue, <laughs> from a rogue president and a rogue Congress. This would be a great movie, maybe even a great book if somebody write, writes it. I'm not going to write it. <laughs> but uh, somebody somewhere is going to write a book about this and somebody somewhere is going to make a movie about this. And Donald Trump and the Republicans, they will be the stars. And the American people, we're going to be supportive players, but we're going to wind up winning. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Yep, we will be right back.
I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. The President of the United States and the Vice President of the United States have planned and executed a cheap, cynical political stunt which disrespected, <laughs> exploited, and desecrated the flag of this country. It was a stunt so degrading to what this nation means and who Americans are that the President and the Vice President should resign in shame. The Vice President, Mr. Pence, acted as if he was offended at San Francisco 49ers football players who knelt during the national anthem, left their game, and then tweeted in high and condescending dudgeon about why he left and how he would not dignify the event, and it was all part of a sleazy political stunt. The president, this baboon Trump, then not only took credit for Pence's supposedly spontaneous political tactic, but made Pence out as a liar by boasting that he had asked Pence to leave the stadium and thereby confirmed that both the action and Pence's tweet were all part of a sleazy political stunt. And an unidentified aide to Pence then revealed that for once, Trump, who claims credit for the actions of others or the outcomes of life so often that you could predict its likelihood as part of a weather report, was in this case not lying. The pool reporter accompanying Pence to the Indianapolis stadium was told to stay in the press van because, to quote a CNN reporter, that the vice president would leave the game early. The unidentified aide might as well have handed out a press release that said Pence and this water buffalo Trump had scheduled down to the minute all the parts of a sleazy political stunt. This issue of athletes kneeling or locking arms or raising fists during our national anthem is no longer merely about their correct protest of those police who have lost their way in dealing with the minorities of this country. This issue of athletes protesting is now a smaller part of a very big, very hypocritical, very dangerous plan being undertaken by this jackass Trump, this falsely pious Pence, and their toadies and apologists and jackboots who support them and would turn this democracy into an authoritarian and homogenous state in which they and Pence and Trump begin to be equated with and to symbolize the police where protesting the police will get you publicly vilified. They would turn this healthily argumentative republic into an authoritarian and homogenous state in which they and Pence and Trump begin to be equated with the national anthem, where failing to stay at attention during the anthem will get you fired from your job. And they would turn this spectacularly diverse and rich bastion of freedom into an authoritarian and homogenous state in which they and Pence and Trump begin to be equated with the flag, and failing to salute the flag will get you beaten in the streets by the kinds of scum who marched again in Virginia Saturday night, the kinds of scum about which Vice President Pence said nothing. This farce was a divisive, craven, cynical desecration of our flag for purely political purposes by people who claimed they were protesting a divisive, craven, cynical desecration of our flag for purely political purposes. The national anthem is a song. It's a song, the music to which was stolen from something the English once sang in their pubs while they got drunk. If it represents anything about America, it represents our right to sing along or to stay silent. But it is a song. It is not America. The flag is a flag. It is a piece of cloth. And many of the flags these frauds, Pence and Trump, want you to stare at as if they dispensed eternal life. 
were manufactured in other countries. If the flag represents anything about America, it represents our right to protest it when those wrapping themselves in it are doing wrong. It is just a flag. It is not America. And most important of all, protest is protest. You are not loyal or patriotic because you stand during an old British drinking song, nor because you salute a flag that might have been made in China. You are loyal or patriotic because you try to make this nation better and to take action on its behalf and to not say love it or leave it, but rather to say love it and improve it. This nation is built on protest. And that is so fundamentally true, so important. And what Pence and Trump did was so cynical and so un-American that their stunt was denounced by the Indiana branch of the American Legion. Since this dictator in training Trump began to urinate on our flag and our Constitution, now using the vice president... Yeah, I totally agree. Pissing all over it. ...the proverbial monkey, opposition to National Football League players protesting has become support by 51% to 42%. Opposition to how Trump has threatened retaliation is more than two-thirds. But it is not for the majority of this country that these amoral curs, Trump and Pence, pulled their fetid little stunt on Sunday. The message behind the anti-player crowd is the football players are disrespecting the flag. The football players are mostly African-American. The African-Americans Yeah, it's racist. It's totally racist. It is divisive. It is racist. It is cynical. It is everything. Yeah, this country totally. has fought for 241 years. He's a racist. Not He's a big-time racist. it stops here because the people disrespecting the flag are not the athletes who see a profound and painful it's and Trump life and, and death problem and seek by symbolism to stop it and fix it and heal it. The people disrespecting our flag are Donald Trump and Mike Pence and their clan of white supremacists who see their chance to whip up unthinking, blind-saluting white robots into believing the flag is theirs and theirs alone. And this kind of race-baiting, Donald Trump's kind of race-baiting, will not be permitted in our country. We have been through this. And we will not let a hateful, cynical, stupid demagogue like Donald Trump drag <laughs> us back into that cave of prejudice. The flag yeah. will stay. The anthem will stay. The right to protest them both, the player's right, my right, your right, will stay. Donald Trump and this little clown Mike Pence, they will go. Will go. Resist.
All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. Folks, we are in some trying times. We are in some dark times. We must fight for an America without hate. We must fight for an America without bigotry. We must fight for an America without racism. We must fight for our rights. We must fight to continue to be American. Some of those rights are being threatened, taken away. But we have to get out here and fight the good fight. You know, and it has to be done, folks. It has to be in a non-violent way. We know how to do things non-violently. So let's go out and make our voices heard, fighting non-violently. I was saying yesterday on the show that there was an 81-year-old man finished uh, in his first he in his first marathon. He finished his first marathon, 81 years old. If you heard, you know what I'm talking about, if you heard the show, even if you uh, uh, heard the report on this 81-year-old senior citizen uh running an entire marathon you've got some people in their teens 20s and 30s who can't even run a a marathon along finish it uh he finished this this marathon he ran on sunday uh last sunday and i have to keep bringing it up because there's so many people out there complaining about aches and pains and complaining that they're not that healthy and you know uh, this guy, this 81-year-old man, and a few months before that, I think it was in 2016, it was a a, a woman. This It was a woman. She was in her 80s, and she ran uh, and finished a marathon. These people, 80, in their 80s, running marathons, they don't have an ache or a pain or a limp uh, uh, engulfing their bodies. They're just as healthy, and they're 81, 81, 85 years old, and they're in great health, no pain, no pills, no medicines, no prescription drugs, no diabetes drugs. These folks in their 80s, now I've said this several times, they are or should be role models to all of us that you really don't have to live with pain. I've heard people say, well, I'm hurting everywhere. Pain is everywhere. I can't get up. I can't walk. I might fall and I cannot get up. Look at these older people. Find out what they are doing. The reason why they're so healthy. You know, I mean, they finished the marriage. I don't think, I'm not saying that they won the marriage, but they finished it. They started it and finished it at 81, 82, 85 years old, not a pain in the world. These people should be a role model for everybody. Everybody. You know, I, I don't care if you're in your teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. These people should be, these two people who ran and finished the marathon, these marathons in their 80s, they should be put on pedestals and, and you hear so many young people say, Oh, wow. I can't walk that. I can't run. I, I, I can barely get up. You know, uh, whatever you do in your younger years, 
you know, I mean, however you treat your body when you're young, if you treat your body uh, badly when you're young, it's going to tell on you when you get older. There's no doubt about it. If you treat your body good, eat right, exercise, and all the good things, you'll, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to follow you through your senior years. You know, uh, but even if you treat your body badly, you can always get it back into some sort of working condition, some sort of working order. You don't have to live with pain. And you ain't got to, and you don't have to, I was going to say you ain't got to, but you don't have to live with pain. And you do not have to, you know, dropping pain pills every single day of the hour. That majority of these pain pills don't do no good anyway. They just waste your money. And when you go to a doctor, I mean, if they're prescribing you any kind of pills, you, you really don't need them because the, the side effects will kill you alone. The best way to get your body in shape is to stay away from all of that over-counter stuff and stay away from getting addicted on prescription drugs because in the end, it's going to tell on you. You know, the first thing you got to do is eat right, exercise, and keep a positive attitude, you know. And I, I know that's <laughs> easier than it's easier said than it's done, but that's it. That's it. You you have to eat right. You can eat. I, I've had doctors tell me, well, George, you can eat anything you want to eat. Just portion it. You, you portion uh, everything out, you know. So, um yeah, uh, these people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I look up to these folks. I mean, I'm proud of them. <laughs> Eighty-one, and uh, you know, uh, you know, we all have pain, but um, whenever you have pain, there's something's wrong. I mean, pain just don't, uh, just don't come. There's something wrong. Whenever you have pain, you should get checked out, of course. But I think uh, one of the best ways to beat any kind of pain, joint pain, knee pain, neck pain, headache pain. I think um, the way to beat these kinds of pains is not with pills. It's not with pills. It's with exercise. It's with eating right. So many, you take diabetes, for example. There's a zillion people out here with diabetes. A lot of them don't even know they have it. But Diabetes, if you think of the causes of diabetes, there's only one cause for diabetes, one exact cause, and that's food. It's food. Uh, uh, it's totally food. There's only one cause of diabetes, and that's food. Now, why would you want to go to the doctor and say, well, I need some metformin. I need something that's going to uh, uh, balance uh, my sugar or whatever. Uh, and they're going to give it to you. Oh, I need something to prick my fingers. I need to learn what my numbers are. All of that is just garbage. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money on, on over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs or, 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 things that the doctor might give you to prick your fingers with, to check your numbers, your blood and all that kind of stuff for diabetes. The best way to fight diabetes is with, is with what has caused it. If food has caused your diabetes, then it's food that you have to use to defeat it, to get rid of it. 
yeah, it's curable. Diabetes is curable, it de- but it depends on the individual. I mean, some people aren't strong enough to deal with diabetes. And if you're not strong enough to deal with diabetes, you're going to succumb to it. You're going to succumb to it. But the best way to deal with diabetes is to fight it with what has caused it, food. It's just simple. Why go and shoot yourself up with with insulin, which is not going to do anything? Because basically insulin and dropping pills, you're not doing anything to eliminate the disease. You're, You're fighting the symptoms of disease. You're not really getting rid of the disease. So you'll be taking metformin and pricking your fingers to find out your numbers for diabetes for the rest of your life. And if you decided that you wanted to just do fight diabetes with what caused it, which is food, you can you can wind up curing yourself of it. I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody. I'm just saying it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Food. You, and getting back to what I'm talking about, um, uh, uh, that was just an example of what I was trying to say. Uh, if you have chronic pain, the best way to fight chronic pain is with exercise. George, I'm hurting. I'm hurting so badly. Exercise. It's going to hurt even more when you're exercised, but after so many times, so many times a day you're exercising, your pain is going to go away. Worse before it gets better, but if you exercise through it, you'll see that you'll be walking better, you'll be feeling better, you'll have a better outlook on life. You know, if you're going to fight pain, don't fight it with pills, just like diabetes. Don't fight it with pills. You have to fight pain with exercise, just like you fight diabetes with food, because food is the reason for your diabetes, so you have to fight it with diabetes. Pain... um, uh, pain is part of your body, so you fight it with what? Exercise. It's gonna. Yeah, I mean, if, if, but, but I know there's a lot of people out there say, "Well, I can't exercise. I can barely walk." You know, the pain is just so horrible. But I'm not saying get out there and run a marathon like these people in their 80s. If you haven't barely walked, I'm just saying take it one step at a time. You know, take it one step at a time. But you, I, I believe you can fight pain. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say this if it if I didn't experience it myself. I know everybody can't get out there. Oh, uh, George, I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can do it, if if you can do it, you know. I mean, you know, if you can. You know, because I do know people and I've heard of other people and people have contacted me and I, um, you know, this, this is, um, this is, this is true. And you, I have people say, George, what's make you so smart? How do you know? <laughs> I just know I, because I, I've, I've experienced it. I wouldn't tell people anything that I have not experienced myself. You know, I'm not going to get out here. If I haven't experienced it, I'm not going to tell you about it because I'm not sure if it's going to work or not. But anyway, try that. 
But basically, I'm just saying this 81, these 81 year old people in their 80s running marathons, if they can do it, you can do it. If you, you know, if you uh, up and about, I mean, if you're not in a wheelchair and you're not too disabled, you should be able to do that, too, to try to get rid of pain. You want to fight diabetes, you fight diabetes with what gave you the, the, the disease in the first place, which is food. You want to fight pain, you fight pain with exercise, if and possible, if at all possible, if you can. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. There's five more minutes left into the show. You can always, <laughs> you can always, um, uh, what was I going to say? Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Blog Talk Radio, follow me right here. Yeah, well, I, I, I keep uh, thinking about those folks in California who've lost their homes. I've Think about the people in the Caribbean, the Virgin Islands, the Florida Keys who have lost everything. I think about the people in in um, Texas, Houston, Texas, who have uh, lost a lot of stuff and they can't recuperate it. And I think about this jackass in the White House. And it just pisses me off every time I think about what he can do to help folks, but he won't do it, but he will not do it because he's a jackass. But anyway, we are Americans, and we're going to make sure that we look out for each other, regardless of these jackasses in the White House and in Congress. We are the people of America. We're going to do it for ourselves. We don't need anybody because we, this is America, and we're going to keep it as, uh, as America. We're going to make America great because this guy is taking America down the damn tubes. And, you know, he's taking America down the tubes and saying, hey, that's the way it should be because I'm president. But we are Americans, and we're going to stick together, and we're going to make it right. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who has a cross.